GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Paul Elmsley here. I'm the founder and CEO of HealthCert, and I'm with Dr. Joe Kosterich, who's uh, part of the wonderful faculty of the Medicinal Cannabis course. And we're having a discussion today around medicinal cannabis for certain conditions. So, Joe, welcome. Thanks, Paul. Good to be with you. Excellent. Um, so I've got a number of questions that when we ran a webinar recently, we had uh, lots of questions and they were fabulous questions and we didn't get the chance to cover them all. So um, the first question I have here uh, is on with relation to certain conditions is can cannab- uh, cannabis modify the behaviours of a patient with dementia? And is there any evidence of this? Yeah, look, short answer to that question is yes. Uh, and obviously we've had the Aged Care Royal Commission and one of the areas that it's looked at is what's called chemical restraint. And that includes use of some you know, psychotropic medications. Um, there's been some work done overseas. And in fact, there's research that is happening in Australia by Notre Dame University looking at its use in dementia. All the pilot work shows that it can be beneficial in terms of behavioral symptoms in dementia. And one of the, the theories behind that is that sometimes behaviors are influenced by pain and unrecognized pain, and that medicinal cannabis may both assist that pain and as a consequence, uh, improve the sleep and hence improve the, the behavior. And it is a condition if you look when you go into the TGA portal and we spoke about that in one of the other um, webinars to look to prescribe, it is one of the conditions in the drop-down box. It is not, and I think it's important to say, not a cure for dementia. It is um, a way of improving the, the quality of life for some people with uh, dementia. Excellent. Um, how can CBD be used to treat problematic skin? Uh, interesting question. There is, again, research being done, um, I think, particularly in Europe, looking at uh, topical CBD uh, because it does have an anti-inflammatory effect and they're looking at it for psoriasis and eczema. Uh, look, I can say anecdotally that a number of people who will be treated uh, with medicinal cannabis that has CBD in it, whether it's part or, or pure CBD, who've come back, and this is for pain, variably, or sleep or another condition, who come back and said, oh, look, my skin's gotten better. Now, that's anecdote, but um, certainly there is some research being done in that field. And I think in the future, we will see some, uh, some topical formulations. Excellent. Um, what is the evidence for CBD use with children, oh, sorry, in children with anxiety or ASD? Uh, yeah, quite a bit of work with in autism spectrum disorder and, and I suppose in a obviously different but similar way to, to with dementia. It is obviously it's not a treatment for that condition. Um, but compared to some of the other medications that are used and often off-label as some of the psychotropes, uh, there's a fair bit of work in Israel showing that use of medicinal cannabis can improve um, behaviours, improve sleep and lessen anxiety in, uh, in children with, the, with autism spectrum disorder. Um, in terms of children and anxiety, um, look, that's an area where there probably is a little bit less research and under the age of, and this is again very state by, by state, but under the age of um, 18, or 16, uh, some states require that a specialist is, is involved. Uh, I think children with children with anxiety probably should be seeing a, a pediatrician or, or child psychiatrist, I think, as a, as a GP. If you're thinking going down the medicinal cannabis route, I think there would certainly be a step before that, which is getting some input from a, from a specialist. Um, but look, the youngest patient I've had personally who does have 
uh, autism and, and was sent to me by his pediatrician um, is on CBD and look that this particular individual has, has been going very, very well. But um, yeah, certainly for autism spectrum, you know, reasonable work has been done overseas and shows that it can be a benefit. Um, can medicinal cannabis be used for torsion uh, uh, dystopia? Or dystonia. Yeah, you're correct. You've got the yeah. pronunciation correct. Sorry, I've got the typo. Keep going. No, that's all right. Uh, look, short answer is yes. And in fact, we've got, I think there's a module on um, on dystonia and multiple sclerosis and some of these neurological conditions. And it can be helpful in uh, in any of those. Again, not in, as a cure, but it can alleviate and improve some of the, uh, the symptoms, particularly muscle pain, uh, probably the main one, but also stiffness and spasticity. Uh, so spasticity and multiple sclerosis was one of the first uses uh, for medicinal cannabis. Okay, excellent. Um, so is medicinal cannabis available in ED patients? Um, look, I'm not aware that any hospital emergency departments are, are going to send you out with a prescription for medicinal cannabis. And I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, unless the ED doctors are authorised prescribers, then they'd have to put in an application and you're coming back, which is really not what emergency departments are, are there to do. And also medicinal cannabis is not an acute treatment. So if you come in because you broke to an ED because you've broken your leg, um, really that doesn't constitute chronic pain. That's acute pain. You may need to be on some strong painkillers for a shortish period of time, um, and then you're weaning off them. So sh short answer would be uh, would be no. Excellent. Um, uh, would you be able to cast light on how medicinal cannabis is is going in the treatment of Tourette's? Uh, look, there is some work being being done. I think there's a, a study underway also in, in Australia. And, you know, there is some work that shows that it can be a benefit. A lot of these neurological conditions, it's not a treat, it's not a cure for the condition, um, but it can help. And, as, and sometimes with Tourette's, there is some overlying anxiety and the, uh, you know, CBD in particular can be beneficial for, um, for that. But in all of these conditions, it, it, it is a watch this space because there is a lot, as, as more jurisdictions and more countries are legalizing for medicinal cannabis, there is more research being done. And you can imagine that a decade ago, where it was illegal in most places, very difficult to do a study on, on an illegal substance. And even in Canada, where it's been legal for 20 years, generally the work has been more observational than the study rather than double-blinded placebo-controlled trials. But I think it's also important to say that there are a number of ways of looking at the world and not everything um, has to be a double-blinded placebo-controlled trial. Real, real world experience over a quarter of a century in multiple jurisdictions in hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of people does actually count for something. Yeah, excellent, totally agree. Um, can, uh, can CBD be used in patients with autoimmune diseases? Uh, look, again, short answer is yes. And for, you know, the classic might be rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis, uh, where it's going to, or can be of assistance with pain. Uh, inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. Um, I think we've actually got a, a module uh, pretty much devoted to, um, to that. Um, so, and, and there'll be a number of other conditions such as lupus, uh, I'm gonna list them all, where not to treat the underlying condition, but um, for the symptoms thereof, um, medicinal cannabis may be appropriate. Again, if it uh, satisfies the criteria of a, a condition where it can help, such as you know, the pain and uh, the other treatments have, uh, have failed or caused adverse side effects. Excellent. 
And can CBD help with uh, restless leg syndrome and Parkinson's? Oh, look, Parkinson's absolutely, and, and that is in the uh, one of the modules, and uh, it can improve um, stiffness and also pain and, and therefore mobility in, in Parkinson's. Again, people are different. Uh, restless legs, I don't think there's been much work done in, in that field, and um, unless the restless legs were causing chronic pain, it's going to be a little bit harder to get an application for that up. But the sort of people who have restless legs are probably also going to have arthritis and some other problems. So again, there may well be um, a way to, to put in an application for those people. But restless legs by itself, there's not been a lot of research on anything in that field and, and not a lot so far in medicinal cannabis either. Yeah, and, and I think as you were sort of highlighting in the, in the conversation is that with the you know the particular course obviously which we've just released besides obviously as far as the basic fundamentals at the beginning of it the rest of the course is then focused on the different obviously conditions and obviously how to manage them um can you talk to us a little bit about how maybe how that sort of structure just to give doctors a bit of an insight um yeah so obviously there's some some foundation modules where it's looking at some of the you know the background and history of medicinal cannabis the, the human body's endocannabinoid system uh, looking at dosing some of the different types and forms of, of medicinal cannabis and then really does start to to to, to uh, subdivide or stratify depending on what term you want to use into you know for example uh, parkinson's and ms chronic pain cancer symptoms uh, mental health problems, um, mentioned about uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, Parkinson's. Uh, look off the top of my head, Paul, I can't yeah. remember no, all the modules. I'm sorry. I think, um, uh, but I think they're all listed on the uh, on the yeah. website. And it, and it does go to the, uh, you know, the breadth of the, the number of conditions where medicinal cannabis may, yeah. um, you know, may have a role. That said, underpinning it, a lot of them do come back to conditions where pain uh, nausea and vomiting, uh, spasticity or stiffness, you know, or anxiety, insomnia. So whilst there are a lot of different conditions, and the TGA has said they have approved use of medicinal cannabis for over 130 medical conditions, you'd have to say, in fairness, that osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, spondylosis, all of these conditions, yes, they are separate conditions, but we're not so much treating the condition, we're treating the pain that they cause. Yeah, awesome. Um, Joey, thanks very much for your uh, your feedback and information today regarding uh, conditions, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more, and please share it with others. And for more info, please go to helpsert.com.